G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, Wendy Francis is back with us today. Wendy is the National Director of Politics for the Australian Christian Lobby. Wendy, a special welcome back to 2020. Neil, it's always a privilege to talk to you. I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Thank you. Uh, Wendy, there's lots on the agenda, always is. Uh, let's start with some of those big things that have certainly been you know, kept under the radar when it comes to national media on these things. Let's talk about oh. the Senate inquiry into abortion. There are calls to make abortion more widely available nationwide and the twist for taxpayers to bear the costs You've been following this. What's the update? Yes, the inquiry um, was started by the Greens Party. They were calling for um, federal intervention on abortion, and that's because abortion is a state issue in Australia. Uh, And on the back of the quite historic overturning of Roe v. Wade that happened in June this year in the US High Court, which, I mean, the, the purpose of that was to end the federal constitutional right to abortion in the United States. It hasn't removed abortion in the United States at all, but it's moved it back to um, to a, a more local uh, decision rather than federal constitutional right. So on the back of that, um, Australian Green Senator uh, Larissa Waters, who's the Queensland Senator, she called for an inquiry because she's very worried that, um, you know, if the uh, states can can decide on what happens in abortion, then she wants a federal sort of assurance that it will be easily and freely accessible across Australia. In other words, they want more abortions, not less. Uh, The twist in all of that, the taxpayer funding, and uh, for listeners who might be, you know, aware of the abortion debate, uh, we'd like to think that somehow or other uh, we can separate ourselves from it. But if it is all taxpayer funded, that means our tax dollars are paying for abortion. There's a concern there, isn't there, Wendy? There is, and most Australians would be worried when they realise that their tax dollars will be paying for sex selection abortions, they will be paying for late-term abortions, and whenever we have late-term abortions, we have babies that are born alive following an abortion and left to die. And so, uh, you know, while even some Australians might uh, want there to be access to abortion, when they realise what they're actually supporting, it's a different matter. And most Australians, certainly the, by the vast majority of Australians, are concerned about late-term abortion. They're very concerned about babies being born alive after abortion and being left to die. And they also are very opposed to sex selection abortions, which is mainly um, targeted at girl babies. And when you've got a silence in mainstream media around those issues, Wendy, isn't it the case that perhaps you might even speculate the majority of Australians don't even know that their taxpayer dollars are supporting those things? Uh, That's exactly right, Neil. And when you tell them, it's almost too shocking for them to even be able to believe. 
And so with this Senate inquiry, I think the you know we're always concerned where there's an inquiry, and obviously we're concerned about um, the Greens' push for more universal access to abortion. But at the same time, it gives us an opportunity to actually speak truth into the public space. And so we've got to take that. Um, you know, some people I think think that I'm a bit of a Pollyanna because I tend to see uh, the best side in every opportunity. But I do believe that God allows these opportunities to come to us to be able to speak truth. And so I'm encouraging everybody even listening today to participate in this Senate inquiry. You can make a submission until Thursday this week. So this is a, a limited opportunity. Um, we've tried to make it as easy as possible for people, not by um, doing just a click here and you support a Senate inquiry, our Senate inquiry, but we've put all the resources on the ACL page. So you can go and have a look at the ACL page. The resources are there to help you make a submission. It can be as short or as long as you like. Um, this does not need to be a big, uh, you know, like a, a school project. This just needs to be your opinion of whether or not you think Australia needs more access to abortion. And you know, the Australian Christian Lobby, uh, honour to all of those who've been in charge of setting up these opportunities because you create ways that listeners to a conversation like this can be empowered. Sometimes you can feel powerless when it comes to these sorts of things that are engulfing a nation, but you've created an opportunity for at least for people to be able to have their say. So I'll point listeners to the ACL website, acl.org.au, and take up uh, Wendy's offer there to actually have your say on that petition. Hey, Wendy, two weeks ago, Senator Pauline Hanson called for an inquiry into the use of puberty blockers on children. And mm. incredibly, uh, there's been a opposition to that. <laughs> Give us some mm. insight here into, into what the developments are. So her terms of reference were entirely reasonable. She was really just, she wasn't even coming down from a biased position. She was saying there is a, a, a number of Australian children now, the number of Australian children going into gender clinics has skyrocketed and gender clinics in Australia are continuing to prescribe puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and there's even um, a lot of, uh, like, even medical intervention in, in children's bodies, so, so cutting off healthy body parts uh, in Australia, when globally this is completely um, the opposite to what's happening. So in countries such as UK, there's Finland, France and Sweden, these places... Um, even UK once they closed down the largest gender clinic but the ethics of prescribing puberty blockers to children has been like sharply curtailed um, in these countries and yet in Australia we're continuing to do it so Pauline Hanson called for an inquiry and as you say um, the ALP opposed it the Greens opposed it and there were some Liberals who opposed it but again I'm going to come in with the Pollyanna thing because it's a start it's a start to have um, a senator such as Pauline Hanson calling for an inquiry is just so good to see. And the fact that the majority of the Liberal senators did support it, again, is um, it's a start. And so, you know, we, we had an a petition calling for an inquiry and it received over 28,000 signatures, which is very high for a federal parliament petition. And so we've also got um, psychiatrists, we've got so many people now saying we need an inquiry. I just feel like this is just one of those first chips at the at the rock and that we will just keep chipping away and it will happen. So 
I'm very grateful to Senator Hanson and very grateful to the Liberals who supported it. And I just feel like this is a start. You know, when you say there are countries like the UK, Finland, France and Sweden, uh, they've uh, curtailed the way they're doing anything like this with puberty blockers uh, with teenagers. There's Mm -hmm. a certain element, isn't there, in Australia that says, well, you know, let's not let's ignore what goes on overseas. We need to make our own mistakes, but our own mistakes in Australia really are involving the experimenting on our children. So, really, we ought to be learning from those mistakes, ought we, Wendy? Absolutely, because the children that we're experimenting on are some of the most vulnerable children you could actually find, because these children are um, experiencing a gender confusion. And let's face it, Neil, like what. What child, what child going through puberty and teenage years doesn't have some dissatisfaction about their body? And uh, we are capitalising on that in one way and putting them through, as you say, this experimental program and many of the children getting spat out at the other end are absolutely um, devastated with what they have done. And children are too young to decide on some of these life-changing um, medications that will leave them uh, certainly unable to have children many times with completely um, bodies that are completely dysmorphic to what they actually feel they are. And so it's uh, in some sense pushing children into these programs and then making laws that mean you can't say anything against that. Uh, let's talk about some of those because those conversion laws, they're coming to Western Australia. The McGowan government announcing conversion laws will be introduced there. What's the latest on that? Exactly. So the Andrews government in Victoria were the first ones to actually bring this sort of um, conversion laws in. Uh, In Queensland, they have conversion laws, but they are uh, much more um, mild, milder and more reasonable. But certainly the McGowan government is looking to uh, follow in Victoria's footsteps. Tasmania are as well. And what, what... the concern is that they will criminalise practices that that you know, seek to change or suppress an individual's um, gender identity or sexual orientation. Certainly, none of us would be um, in favour of any forcible change to a person or any sort of coercion, to be honest, Neil. We don't want coercion. But when you're talking about preventing doctors and psychologists, even faith groups from just working with a child who is under, under um, some sort of gender confusion that they're, they're experiencing, when you're talking about not allowing them to actually even counsel the child, when you're talking about parents not being able to actually say to their child, no, darling, you are a girl and, and we're going to help you work through this, but you're not going to go on puberty blockers, that parent in Victoria is actually breaking the law. And so we're really working hard to not um, see Western Australia go in the same direction. You know, some of the very concerning language is even, um, they even talk about teachings as being a conversion or suppression practice. So that would include at school talking about um, that God created male and female, that there is boy and girl. Um, That could be included as a conversion or suppression practice that would break a law. Wendy, we do spend a little bit of time just defending parents' rights to be parents. 
uh, doctors, mm. uh, psychologists, counsellors. Uh, those are people who we hope when we turn up at their practice and we sit in front of them that they will be able to tell us the truth. And uh, one of the mm. things we speak up on uh, on this program from time to time is the fact that the laws in Australia are preventing these health professionals from even telling the truth. But it goes that step mm-hmm. deeper when you start to talk about teaching these things and what happens in churches and the thought that even prayers offered in church for people with an unwanted same-sex attraction uh, could be criminalised. Uh, here we find ourselves at the end of another year and uh, a little bit deeper in some of these issues. It's concerning, and I wonder if you've got any thoughts here about what we might be headed for in 2023, because some of these things have deepened this year, and uh, the church is certainly in some states uh, very much in the in the sights, in the crosshairs of some of this legislation. Any thoughts about where these things are going? I think one of the things, I just want to pick up on what you just said then, um, that's so important, is you said an unwanted sexual attraction too, because... Um, this is really important. If somebody uh, goes to a church and says, I don't want to feel this way, I, I believe that, you know, what I want is I want to be married, I want to have children, I want I want the lifestyle that God has prepared for me, that, that even to pray for that person who is asking you to pray would break the law in Victoria. And so, you know, the concern we have is, you know, looking at Tasmania and now Western Australia, um, as you say, the, the, it seems as if it's just, deepening but the encouraging thing in Tasmania when we look at that because they're the ones who are undergoing this right at the moment whether or not the government's going to bring in this law is that there has been a huge pushback and I can tell you there has been a lot of pushback on ACL's campaign there but even the fact that there has been such a pushback on our campaign I believe shows that we are actually making ground and I, I think that what we've got to do is make it okay for the everyday person to actually speak this out, say, no, I do not want to um, be stopped from talking to my child and telling them that they are a girl or they are a boy. Uh, we've got to get everyday people brave enough. And it, isn't it sad that they've even got to have bravery to speak what's truth? But um, I do believe that this is one area where we will see a win sooner than other areas that we're fighting. You started the conversation um, talking about the abortion. That's gone on for so many years. And I, and I do see a day where it will be um, unheard of to abort a healthy um, baby, particularly late term. But I think that's still a while off. I think with the, with the gender fluid um, confusion that our children are suffering, that's, we're going to see a win quicker than that because the results of our children are not um, not being hidden anymore. We're, we're seeing more and more young adults now coming out and saying, why, why did you let me do this? Why did you do this to me? So the evidence is getting stronger and stronger. You might even say yeah. every day. And now those testimonies, those stories are becoming evident and they are freely able to be seen by people if they're searching for those uh, uh, those uh, detransitioning stories. But let me ask you here, Wendy, because uh, while well, we started talking about WA and, uh, and then you said, of course, uh, you know, Tasmania's in the throes of uh, mm. having these conversations right now. It's already law in Victoria and in the ACT. It's already law in Queensland where it's a little bit softer there. But for Western mm. Australia, your encouragement uh, for a wider consultation because clearly mm. when you're 
when you're legislating ideology, you don't want to consult because you're not really wanting to hear the evidence. But the evidence is there. What's your concern here? You need some wider consultation in WA. We do because what we're finding is that when Tasmania or WA, even in Queensland certainly, when they come and want to talk to focus groups, the focus groups are all from the LGBTQ um, PA plus um, community. So, you know, we're saying, no, 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 you need to actually talk to the profession, the health professionals particularly. That's a really important group. But also the very large and, as you say, growing community of people who have detransitioned and who have gone through this childhood trauma and, and received counselling to actually um, change gender and then realise that they... That doesn't bring any any um, peace. That doesn't bring any satisfaction because they realise they actually cannot change from boy to girl or from girl to boy. It is an impossibility, biologically impossible. And so they get to the end of it and think, what have I done? And so these are the groups that we believe that the McGowan government need to consult with, as well as faith communities. Faith communities need to be consulted as well because our, our teachings are actually at, at stake here. We think that the adults are in charge uh, when they're in government, Um, but sometimes we might have significant doubts about that. And Wendy Francis, you draw to our attention a whole lot of issues as we draw close to the end of another year. And I might say for listeners, this is uh, the last ACL update for the year as we focus on the updated political agenda and we'll get back into it shortly into the new year Uh, but there's lots to be done and the encouragement for listeners uh, keep in contact with the Australian Christian Lobby Uh, there is a website that you can visit and uh, frequent that one acl.org.au that's acl stands for Australian Christian Lobby.org.au Wendy Francis is National Director for politics at the Australian Christian Lobby. Wendy, it's been a big year and uh, another big year, no doubt, ahead next year. But uh, I want to thank you so much for taking some time and uh, sharing your heartbeat with us once again today on 2020. We're very grateful to you and to Vision Radio, Neil. Thank you so much for speaking truth across the airwaves, right across our nation. We appreciate it. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.